Welcome to another episode of Bible Gum, the show that brings you Bible insights, lessons, and humor three times a week, or as the King James scholars like to say, thrice weekly. I'm your host, Taj, and today we're going to talk about why Christians always want to talk about their faith. So some years back, shortly after I became a Christian, I was on a construction site working for a doctor. This doctor wasn't your typical Ivy League school doctor. He actually worked as a carpenter for years and paid his way through med school later in life. Still, rough around the edges, you could tell he used to be a construction worker. And on this particular day, he was telling me a story about back when he used to be on work sites. He said he would always get stuck working with some born-again Christian that wanted to witness with him. Considering this is about two years after my conversion, I started to really laugh. After listening to a few of his stories, I said to him, Well, looks like God's trying to tell you something because you're stuck with another one today. He was a really cool guy, though. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and we had a really great day working together. So what's the deal with these Christians? Why do they always want to talk about their faith and share it with other people? That's what we're going to talk about today after the theme song. I want my Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum. So first, let me tell you, when I first became a Christian, I was like a baby on Red Bull running around with a hammer. Sometimes I hit a nail and other times I hit a chandelier. But either way, I was genuine and passionate about it. But why is that? Many people often ask me, how come Christians just can't keep their faith to themselves? Truthfully, the average person has no issue with Christians until they start to witness. So why do Christians keep doing it? Well, the simple and most popular answer is the Great Commission. In Mark 16:15, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In the various New Testament accounts, Jesus charges the apostles and the rest of the believers to go out and spread their faith throughout the world. When you ask a lot of church leaders and Christians why it is that we do it, this is the answer that they give. Although, yes, this is the order to go forth and do it. However, I don't think that's the best reason that we give for doing it. Because after all, if you really think about it, there are hundreds, if not thousands of things that God commands us to do in the Bible. But do we do them? More often than not, no. So why do we do this one so passionately, even though it seems to anger so many people? Truthfully, the answer depends on what the person believes will get them to heaven. Various Christian groups could be broken into three categories. Number one are the Calvinists, who believe that God has handpicked everyone who will and will not be saved. He has predetermined this and there's nothing we could do to change it. Number two are the people that believe their actions, such as good deeds and sacraments, is what will bring them to heaven. And lastly are the people that believe that faith in Jesus Christ is the only reason why they're going to heaven. As far as Calvinists, honestly, I'm not exactly sure why they witness, because if God has already predetermined who goes and who does not go, I don't understand why they would spread the gospel. However, they do. Of the three groups, they're the smallest, and since I don't fully understand their rationale, I really won't speak much on it. All I know is that if things are predetermined, thinking and planning for the future is a complete waste of time. After all, the result is going to be the same either way. Group two are the people that believe it is the things that they do that will get them to heaven. Many times, these people believe the amount of money they give to the poor, the amount of good deeds they do, and the number of people that they bring into the kingdom of God through their witness earns them points on their scorecard. Some churches actually have a tally and a quota that they have to meet, whereas others have no set number, but the people are highly encouraged to do so. Lastly are people such as myself who believe we are saved by faith, according to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For by grace are we saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. Of course, there are countless verses and passages that support this belief. However, I selected this verse simply because it says, It is a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. Meaning, if it was based on what we were doing, when we got to glory, we would be comparing our accolades and our good deeds to each other and boasting, rather than focusing on Jesus, the one who got us there. So, if it is truly a gift of God through faith, why do we do it? The best analogy I can think of is like when a company or the government is giving away something for free. Imagine waking up one day to a text message that reads, You're eligible for a free phone if you come to the store in person and present your ID. Believing what you read, you go to the store and present your ID. The customer service representative goes to the storeroom and comes back and presents you with a phone, free of charge, and you walk away. What do you do? Each person is only eligible for one phone, so what do you do now? Do you keep the news to yourself and just go home playing with your phone, or do you tell everyone that you know? In reality, that's why a person that believes they are saved by faith eagerly and enthusiastically shares their faith with everyone. It would be like you going to that cell phone store. You can't believe that you really got a free phone. I'm sure you'd call all your friends and family, your neighbors, everyone that you knew and came in contact with. You would tell them to go get a free phone. Now, imagine the sense of urgency that you would have if the sale was only for a period of time. Not only would you tell people to go get their free phones, but you would highly encourage them to go as soon as possible. So, a Christian that is saved by faith wholeheartedly believes that their time is limited. So, a Christian that is saved by faith wholeheartedly believes that time is limited. Anyone that goes to Jesus can put their faith in him and have eternal life. However, the offer will not be available forever. And that, my friend, is the reason why many of us come shooting out the gate eager and enthusiastic. Have you ever seen that gif or gif, depending how you pronounce it, with that little elephant that's flashing its trunk all over the place? When I think of my early days in faith, that is how I saw myself. It's like that little elephant just realized he had a trunk and he's wielding it all over the place. The mature elephants that have their trunks and know how to manage it would never do that. However, that baby elephant is knocking into everything and slapping even himself. Now that it has been almost 10 years since I was saved, I am as enthusiastic and excited as before. However, I understand that a person must make that decision for themselves. It is nothing that I am doing or another Christian is doing. It is what's happening between the Holy Spirit in God. So the next time you see a gung-ho Christian that's thumping their Bible and witnessing to everyone, try to understand where they're coming from. Many times, they're just that little elephant wheeling their trunk around that doesn't understand how to fully use it. Or the baby with a hammer. And sometimes they hit a chandelier. But in time and maturity, we all learn. I hope this is helpful for you in whatever state you're in. Whether you are the person being agitated by the Christians, the babe in Christ that is running around enthusiastically, or the mature saint that truly understands how to use the word. If you have any funny stories about being witnessed to or witnessing to others, I would love to hear it. Please let me know on Instagram or Twitter. You can find additional information at BibleGum.org or on Twitter and Instagram at BibleGumPodcast. And remember, share your BibleGum with a friend. You can listen and share for free on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast app. Thanks for listening. Until next time, later.